It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas ending there that was good <laughs> all right all right sounds good welcome to the touchlines and touchdowns podcast the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast i'm your host asa smith with you as always to talk about the finer points of uh soccer and football as they come up um this week, I am not joined by my normal co-host. Uh, our good friend, Stumpy, is on the injured reserve this week. Uh, his throat hurts, I guess. <coughs> that cough was for you, my friend. Um, we are sponsored, as always, by the Anchor App and the Smith Workforce Management Group. So for all of your HR business needs and employment law needs and NIL needs and general legal needs or whatever it is you uh, feel you need for to, to grow your business to the next level, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group. Um, as uh, our good friend Stumpy is not here for the soccer aspect of the podcast, uh, I will be handling on that on my own and uh, we'll see how we go. So let's get right into it. I also want to say thank you to Angus because he will be joining us in just a moment for some uh, college football discussion and, and some brief NFL stuff. But I wanted to talk, uh, I wanted to try something new and where it's just me talking about uh, soccer because uh, our good friends Ben, Kevin, and Greg are all off either sick, in the case of Greg, uh, or otherwise engaged with like actual life stuff. Um, and they couldn't be here. So instead of doing sort of a, an around the world, what happened in American soccer, um, I wanted to focus on like just like one specific thing that happened that I thought was pretty interesting um, and pretty meaningful, in fact. Uh, so first things first, before I get to that, I want to thank uh, or, or, or give uh, congratulations to Matthew Hoppy for uh, getting his debut in La Liga with Mallorca. Uh, he almost scored a goal, but it was called offside. Um, I also want to bring to your attention, my, my dear la- uh, listeners and friends, that the, uh, the LA Reds FC, the Sunday league that I'm a part of, we did lose this morning, on Sunday morning, uh, 2-0. <laughs> it was a tough one. It was uh, the, the second goal that we conceded happened while your dear correspondent was on the bench. Uh, I was tired. There was a lot of running. I'm not in great shape. But, I did play pretty well. Uh, I do want to say that. I, I feel good about myself, but this team, we got to turn it around. So uh, if you have any thoughts, my dear friends, about how we can improve as a team, uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, make sure to, uh, to add us on Twitter. Um, so the thing that I wanted to talk about this week is Ted Lasso. Because Ted Lasso and this podcast obviously um, have somewhat a lot in common. Basically, both of the premise of that show and this show is that football can mean multiple sports, uh, depending on context. And in this podcast, we try to have a good time, have a high-level discussion about the, the, the two versions of things and talk about things that we think are funny or not funny or whatever. And 
Ted Lasso does more or less the same, but only about the soccer stuff. Every now and then they talk about American football, um, but mostly just as a, a way to get back into the whole fish out of water story. Um, and Ted Lasso, uh, which is a great show, but it's uses soccer as a backdrop. So in the way that, that for example, um, Grey's Anatomy is not a medical show. It's a drama show. It's a rom-com that takes place at a hospital. Or Cheers is not a bar show. It's a sitcom that takes place at a bar. Uh, Ted Lasso is a sitcom that takes place at a soccer club. Uh, it's not about soccer. It's about people. And that's fine and good. It's why it's a good show. Uh, because I think that outside of the people who listen to this podcast and, and our little niche of the world... Uh, Nobody really cares about the the meaning of a inverted winger versus the chalk on the boots winger and how that affects uh, the common defense that we will face in CONCACAF. Like most people in America don't care about that. So the reason I bring this up is because Roger Bennett, who's a who's a, a soccer journalist, uh, tweeted out that Jason Sudeikis has done more than any man for American soccer in however long. It was it was a probably intentionally inflammatory tweet. Uh, it, I'm not going to engage with it on the merits because Christian Pulisic is a person who exists. But the interesting thing about this is not whether or not Jason Sudeikis has done a lot for soccer. I mean, yes and no, I guess. Um, but it's about how we, as diehard, large-scale fans, engage with people who don't care. So, me personally... Um, I grew up around people who did not care about the game of soccer and many of whom continue to not care about the game of soccer. But the way that I've seen this is that you just simply, when you like something, you tell other people because you want them to share in your affection for the thing. It's like the opposite of gatekeeping. Um, And I think we as fans should use any and every excuse that we can to get other people to like this sport because it's fun. Not because it matters if other people like it, not that it matters if it overtakes tennis as the sixth most popular, like whatever. None of that actually matters. What matters is, is that like we have this niche, this community, this thing that the rest of the world loves and that for various geopolitical reasons in the 1800s, uh, we don't. Um, we don't have a rich soccer tradition because we weren't a British colony at the time. Um, and there was no way for it to really be exported here. And, oh, by the way, at the same time, we were creating American football, uh, specifically college American football. Um, the NFL wouldn't come along for a while after. But the, the thought that I had about this tweet and about this show is that it's a perfect excuse for you to bring people in and we as a community, um, both, both sides of this, you know, us as podcasters, you as listeners, all of us as Twitter people and, and, and real people out in the world, we are wearing our, our Team USA jerseys like I did today uh, at a gathering uh, for my wife's work, which was sort of out of place. But I did it to prove a point so that I could make this point right now. That's, that's foreshadowing in my own life. Um, but the point is, is that it, it, it reminds people, you know, within our sporting communities, you know, people who are, who are watching NFL or college football or basketball or hockey or golf or whatever, that there's this other thing, this other sport that is similar in a lot of ways. You know, it, it's, it's, if you, if, you know, the uh, a central premise of this show is that soccer and football cultures are really really similar and if you look at like the 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 student section versus the soccer ultra fan like they're very similar and the the way that it's super regional and parochial and all of it is is so familiar to our compatriots and our sisters and brothers and friends and colleagues that we as fans of this have a responsibility to bring them in not shut them out and one of the ways that we can do that is through Ted Lasso. So Jason Sudeikis has not done more for American soccer than Clint Dempsey or Christian Pulisic, but we collectively can use Ted Lasso and Jason Sudeikis and Bill Lawrence and everybody else associated with that wonderful show as a way to talk to our friends and colleagues. So um, that is that is my thought on that. 
Um, and so now uh, we're going to go to the recorded ad, and then we'll get Angus on to talk about college football. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got to check for a public listener. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. What more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What what do you want? Um, So here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do you want to do you want to do, do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Here for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore and underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How's it going, Angus? What's up, Twigs? Oh, we're just uh, just coming down off of another lovely weekend of college football. Of college football and pro football. I don't know. I actually didn't watch any pro football today. Uh, I watched. I actually watched more than I usually do. My uh, who who did you watch? A lot, like everyone. I flight home from Chicago had Sunday ticket. So I was just sitting there flipping through games from one to four. Not bad. Yeah. I, yeah hold on. Can, 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 can we talk about um, Elijah Mitchell for, for, for a, a real quick second here? Who is Elijah Mitchell? That's the point. Um, so, <laughs> so when Raheem Mostert went down for San Francisco. Ah, uh, uh, Niners. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Like basically everything, including our league, uh, our our esteemed co-host Stumpy, who's not here, spent yeah. like half of his free agent budget on Elijah Mitchell. Didn't uh, he get a single touch. He got he he went uh seventeen carries for forty two yards. Uh, good. Two catches for twelve yards, no touchdowns. <laughs> that that was half of his free agent budget, and that happened in in literally every league I'm in. Who got the Ravens running back? He seems uh, good. Tyson Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that would be an example of like everybody is hurt. Get the running back working. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was I, like, I, I saw that today and I thought it was so funny because yeah. like, like, it's like this, like there's like this like vague consensus in, in fantasy football where it's like, you must have starting running backs. It's like, no, you don't. It doesn't matter. It's all crapshoot. It is all crapshoot. And everyone like, whoever wins it's always on like the waiver wire but yeah to to the listeners out there if you want to tweet at stump that he killed half of his free agent budget on the dude who got like two yards of carry today i would encourage you to do so you can find him <laughs> at mr mojo rising 89 <laughs> um did the oh the line the lines are on monday night football yeah they're on monday night football against at at the packers yeah, so yeah, that's a loss. That's a loss. <laughs> um, we'll we'll circle back to that on Thursday. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so 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 some things happened. This this was this was an interesting college football weekend because like yeah. we it was like an almost weekend, you know? Like yeah, it was an almost weekend. I I do think um you should start with celebrating your nice victory, um at Miami. Yeah, like that was that was cool, but like it was weird because. Miami had played two games. Obviously, like this was week three, yeah. and in game one they they got Bama, and but like coming off of that loss, you're like, well, Bama does that to everyone, so right, like, like right. whatever. And then they had uh, a street fight with Appalachian State, and you're like, well, Appalachian prob- State's right. good, right? Well, you know, all all great Big Ten teams have their their struggles with Appalachian State. So sure, and 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 any team. <laughs> Any team that was notable in the 80s and 90s and is a UM um, is going to struggle with an Appalachian State. It happens. Yeah, uh, it, it, <laughs> it most certainly does. And I, I will admit to that embarrassing defeat. It was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so like, like it was weird because Michigan State went into – it's not the Orange Bowl. It's Hard Rock Stadium. But like went to Miami. Yeah, they played it at noon in in September. It was like 105 on the on the field, and that like that has all the makings of a of a of a schedule loss. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you for just a second. Um, we were talking earlier in the week about like what is an intimidating place to play. I can't imagine that Hard Rock it is for not. Miami. It's, yeah, I can't be. There's just no uh, way. Yeah. So I so so friend of the podcast, uh, Jonathan. Um, he he had some buddies who were down there, and they were like. It was forty percent, forty five percent Michigan State. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like that, it that was, checks out. Yeah, it was like it was like a Northwestern game when Northwestern is good. Yeah, I don't <laughs> under, like Miami. They have they have fu money, like the school has fu money. I I can I it, I don't understand why they don't have like have a stadium for themselves. Well, I, I it makes what, no sense. I think what it is is it's um 
the Orange Bowl being off campus and being its own thing was like it was an advantage for them. Right. Like like the Orange Bowl was terrifying. Yeah. Um, and then like at a certain point, you're like, well, Coral Gables is pretty densely populated. And like, are, do we really do we really want to to clear that space? Like, it's more of like a zoning issue. Yeah, um, probably. It's welcome, just like. Well, Welcome the, to our the, sports podcast. The, the students, like, they, t- they have to take a 30-minute bus ride over to the stadium. And I can't imagine, like, after, if if you're one who drinks before games, like, after drinking, being like, okay, I could stay home and sleep or go to a football game. Like, what would you do? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually the same thing at Rutgers. Um, yeah. Like, they, they also have that. You and I have both experienced games at Rutgers because of, uh, you know, you know, living in New York City. Yeah. Living in New York. Um, yeah. but anyway, so like the thing is is that like look, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna open with this. Um Michigan State was not twenty one points better than Miami. Like the 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 fourth quarter, Miami quit. And and that's more on Miami than Michigan State. Michigan State did not make them quit. Yeah. Um but they but they outplayed them. I mean Michigan State won that game. I don't I, I don't yeah. think that they like like that wasn't like a Miami lot. Like Michigan State won. And I'm I'm happy with that because I think that Michigan State is like right now I would say a year ahead of schedule. Yeah. Um. In the in the Tucker era, like we're 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 past um, flashes and we're into competence. I I don't I don't think good. Like I'm not going to sit here and say Michigan State is good. Yeah. Um. But I I can say with relative certainty that they're competent. Um. Which I would have I would have pegged competent for next year. Um, yeah. And and look, like there were some cool moments. I think Kenneth Walker. I'm I'm gonna give you a hot take. Are you ready for this? I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah. You're gonna say Kenneth Walker is the best running back in the Big Ten, and I'm no. gonna say you're wrong. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm I'm not gonna compare him to other Big Ten running backs. Okay. I'm gonna All compare right. him to other Michigan State running backs. All right, that's fine. In college, based on the three games, if I extrapolate these three games out, and that's that's two Power Five conference opponents, both on the road. And I'm, I'm ignoring Youngstown State because who cares? Uh-huh. Um, based on that, he is the best running back that Michigan State has had since Cedric Irvin. And I'm including in that Le'Veon Bell. I watched Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was phenomenal. But Le'Veon Bell was phenomenal because he could that's, take the pounding. That's quite a statement. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Le'Veon Bell in the pros. I'm not saying... I'm not. I'm pro- not projecting out here. I'm saying. Yeah, all right. So I, I admittedly have not watched much Michigan State football he's, this he's, year. It's, but... it's it's it's. Do you know what? Do you want to know? Like, look what he looks like. Is he looks like Javon Ringer before Javon Ringer tore his ACL? Um, oh damn! Like that's, he's that's he's, good. he's fast. He cuts hard. He sees he sees the field phenomenally. Um, like he's just he's he is he is a different level of running back and and i think both you and i subscribe to the theory that like running backs can be overrated um, yeah yeah i mean it's 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 more about the the line than it is about the right. running back but and and yeah. the play call and and like yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah. You, there's a lot of factors that go into it but but there is something too like okay he turned three into six or he turned zero into five or he turned right. five into 20 like right. those happen those plays happen um mike hart was the king of turning a two-yard gain into a five-yard gain and that, yeah. that that breaks an opponent sometimes because you you thought you had second and eight now it's second and five you thought right. you had and second and five is much different than second right. and eight right yeah. and and it changes it changes an entire offense and and Kenneth Walker does that I mean look Peyton Thorne is not a special quarterback right now he doesn't make mistakes to to, to my eye but he's not he's not going to win you games but I don't think he's going to have to yeah the ball will just get to the right place right and and I think like I think he is he's like um. He's like 180 yards on on 18 to 23 uh, pass attempts per game. Yeah, like, yeah, which, and that's fine. Which, which looks nice when you're coming from Rocky Lombardi. <laughs> right. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, <laughs> but but I I I I think that the most the most impressive part about that win was yeah. I saw something from Michigan State's defense that I haven't seen in a long time, including pretty much pretty much since Greg Jones which was a quarterback ex- escaping the pocket and turning up field and a linebacker running him down. Um, for, you know, D'Antonio really relied on certain archetypes. And yeah. one of those archetypes was the slow white middle linebacker. Um, 
what, and that's fine. The, the bocce's is the, their name. Bo- the, bocce, the bulla, bullas. <laughs> like, like he did it for a really long time, and it worked. Like, yeah. like the Michigan State system worked, but they, they did have like a problem with fast quarterbacks. Um, right. Quiveris Crouch, who's the who's the new who's basically the the starting inside linebacker, um, who's a who's a Tennessee transfer. He was a five star coming out of high school. Played a wait, year at Tennessee. Wait, didn't Michigan recruit him out yep. of high school? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's why yep. the name sounds familiar. Yep, he's fast as hell. He was a running yeah. back in in high school. Not that that means much. Vitavio was a running back in high school, um, but he's he's fast. Like he's he's legitimate fast, and he closed down Derek King on like a third and five to force a punt, which I haven't seen a Michigan State linebacker do in a really long time. That's um, nice, nice. You've got a nice. hybrid. Yeah, it's 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 like yeah. the, it's it's the ability to do it. He gets lost in pass coverage, and and like you can see that he doesn't trust his eyes yet. Yeah, um, like he's young, like and like he'll like he'll do things like that that young linebackers do, where they like try to shoot gaps instead of just getting on top of blockers. Is he playing like a viper type position? No, no, he's playing like a true Mike. Oh, um, okay. and it's 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 an intense amount of pressure on him because he's I think he's like a true sophomore, redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Um, and he, but he, but he, he's, uh, it's, it's interesting. He, he's like Don Brown ask and we'll get to him, but like, <laughs> fix, yeah. Uh, fix your, like fix your problems with aggression. Um, yeah. and, and that's like what Quiveris Crouch does, um, yeah. which is, which is nice. I mean, I, so, so I'll, I'll say this about the Michigan state team and program right now. We're a year ahead of where I thought we'd be. And Mel Tucker said that that was the case. Like he did say like, look, like, this is not year one. This is year two. Like we are not doing a year zero. Um, and because of that, and, and that's because I turned over half the team in a year. Like there are 41 new scholarship players on the team which, right now. Which had potential to not work. Oh, it was terrifying. <laughs> like you can, you can see that story ending with, and then they lost 12 games, Florida State. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it's, it seems to have worked. I think that like there was a good infrastructure in place. I think that, you know, the ability to bring in um, defensive players when you had a program that was strong on defense. And then offensively, I mean, really the only, the only, there, there are two transfers. One is a left tackle who's been okay, good, okay. Mm-hmm. And Kenneth Walker, who I think um, would start at any program in the country, not named, you know, Bama. Bama. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Bama, like he, he probably, you know, whatever, but he, so, so I think that, that ultimately with Michigan state, like I'm excited, I'm happy. Uh, I, I, I like that a game that I had penciled in as a loss was a win. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think beating Miami is kind of similar to Michigan beating Washington. Like it's nice. Yeah. It happened. Miami didn't look particularly good earlier in the season. So like, it's, it's still like kind of ask me later. I yeah I'll, I'll I'll say this I I think that this is a good win right now yeah not, it's not, not it's a, anytime you go on the road and and win against a power five team it's a good a win good, it's a good win but, especially but, if it's outside of, outside the conference right and 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 I but but what I'm saying is like I don't know that it's a good win over a good team no probably um, not probably not we'll see they were I mean it was it was interesting watching Miami because like all the stereotypes about Miami like were like played out where it's like they were super undisciplined <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing and they quit and it was like yeah that is the that, that that checks out they've been that, doing that basically for the entirety of that program <laughs> i mean like outside of like like the thing is is that miami is a team that cannot be punched in the mouth because they wilt and like yeah. it's 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 tough because like i always try to like not like give stereotypes to programs but like it works and it always works and Iowa will always be boring and outside zone. And, you know, and Miami will will quit. Like, it's what they do. <laughs> and, like, like, look, like, sometimes they, over, they overwhelm you with talent and speed and, and flash. But if they can't do that. When they, was the last time that happened? Uh, you, but, could, you could sell me on 2016, that team that went 10-0 and 0 and then lost yeah, the last three. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Mark Richt. Yep, the, the, the Mark Rick team. And then b- yeah. before that, uh, probably... Like the mid-2000s. Probably the team that lost to the Chris Gamble Ohio State team. Yeah. Like the Frank yeah. Gore, Willis McGahee. Yeah, that sports. sounds right. <laughs> um, no, because, because like they're just like... 
Miami needs swagger, right? Like the swag and the you invented swagger. But you can't have swagger if you lose. And right. so and right. so like right now, like if you're Miami and I I you know, obviously like I was interacting with with Miami fans this uh like in the lead up to this game and in the aftermath, um, they're done with Manny Diaz. And which is insane. He he just got there, didn't he? It, this is like year three, couple... but like last year didn't count. <laughs> right. That's um it's it's but but I think I think the thing is is that they see themselves and and this is a, this is a an interesting thing about the Miami program because they're not wrong they see themselves as potentially an elite program and they're not wrong I mean they they won national titles in the eighties nineties and two thousands like they're like they're eighty nine x um that's a, that's a specific Southeast Michigan joke <laughs> um Southeast Michigan radio joke for, but like and I, I don't even think alternative radio that also plays Eminem <laughs> yeah um which felt racist in retrospect um yeah. but <laughs> anyways um but like the 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 thing is is that that program if under the right stewardship absolutely absolutely can be a power but they don't have the institutional advantages that like real big time programs have because they're a small school they're a small private school um that shares its recruiting ground with the country like i i don't i actually don't agree with that they i I think that they've kind of lost their luster and it's just it's a i feel like it's a hard program to recruit to now you're a small school in sec country and you're competing against florida Alabama, like in anyone else that wants to come into the state of Florida to take their recruits. So here, here's the here's the reason why I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I think that what 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 my what my point is, is that their fans think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I, we have like, the same issue. Yeah, I mean, but but their 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 fans are probably correct. It's just the 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 delta between where you are and where you could be is much larger than they think. Yeah. Um, because yeah. like there's like I, I watched that defense and that defense couldn't keep up with Jalen Naylor and Jaden Reed. And if if your secondary, if your Miami secondary can't hang with Michigan State, I've I've got some very bad news. Yeah, that's not a it's <laughs> not a great sign for and like and, and you can season. <laughs> right. C E G Michigan last year. Like yeah. when Michigan couldn't hang with Jalen, Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor, you were like, Oh, okay, cool. This um, is not good. <laughs> this isn't good. This isn't gonna go well. And it didn't. Um, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. But yeah. speaking of Rocky Lombardi, speaking um, of Rocky. <laughs> uh, so Michigan scored on their first nine drives and they yep. scored touchdowns on their first nine drives. They, they absolutely did. Um, um, and it was eight rushing touchdowns to one passing touchdown. And I, I <laughs> <laughs> that seemed trolly, right? Like, like that seemed like, like an intentional F you from, uh, from Harbaugh. It's yeah, no, I think he was like, it was an F you to the fan base. <laughs> He's like, we can do this. I don't care what you guys think. And also, like, we're gonna have we're gonna have Cade McNamara throw downfield at least five times because that's what you guys asked for. We're gonna do it. It's, it's like a. It's it's like office space. It's like it's like. Well, how many downfield throws do we need to to for the fan base to be successful? Five. Well, then we're gonna do five. Well, yeah. Don't you want more? Don't you do you want to do more? You told me I needed to do five, right? No, this yeah. is, this is <laughs> we're, we're, we're meeting expectations here. <laughs> um, but I, I actually, this is what I'll say about that game. And, and I said this after the, the Youngstown State game for, for Michigan State, is yeah. that you, you, learn, you don't learn who is good, but you learn who is not bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, well, I, I also think that, like, 
when you beat down a team like that, that's that's a pretty good sign. <laughs> right. Well, it, it means that you can. Right. Um, right. Exactly. I like I've I've seen those kinds of blowouts with with bad teams before, and like there's usually something in the back of your head that's like, um, hmm, something's not quite right here. We yeah. scored a lot of points, but, but they like, we they also like kind of hung around for too long. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's I mean that's what Ohio State fans are saying this week. Right. Yeah. It was like, oh, well, we covered the spread. We won by what, what was it? They ended up winning like 41 to 20. Yeah. Um, but and, but but like they let the um, who who did they play? It was Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. Tulsa. They let Tulsa hang around until the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, Tulsa had the ball down seven in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, Northern Wait, I wanna, Illinois. I want to back up for a hot take. Yeah. I, I'm becoming convinced that Blake Corum is the best running back in the Big Ten. So that that's that's the the question and and the the options are really really deep this is actually like we didn't think about it but this is a super deep running back here in the big 10 because yeah ohio state has two elite level in teague and henderson Uh um penn state has noah kane who is as good as anybody um michigan state has kenneth walker who i think is is phenomenal um and I'm sure Wisconsin has somebody. I don't know. Um, yeah, probably someone who looks vaguely like Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> right. Um, but but before he went down, Ibrahim Muhammad was looking. Yeah, was obviously obviously. Yeah, he looked be awesome. Better. Um, and then and then you get to Michigan with with Corum and Haskins. I think that Corum is interesting because like I I, I don't I think I'm, I'm sure it was like an MGO blog take, but like the the whole like Michael Hart but fast. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. That is that is the joke, and that's been the joke. Since, since Mike Hart left right it's like you need to find Mike Hart but fast yeah um, and Mike Hart found Mike Hart but fast yeah but I, I think the thing with Corum and, and the most interesting part of Corum is that um he does seem to have an ability to press the line and then go which is uh I, I'm, I'm gonna get technical here and I, I try not to but yeah the way, yeah, yeah. I, the I mean way I, think that, I know I think yeah. I know what you're gonna say like and you you see you actually see it more from like from Haskins um, it's 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 a little bit more difficult to see from Quorum just because he's he's smaller. But you'll watch Haskins like kind of like set up set up his blocks and then and then push through the hole. Right. Um, and or or you like you 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 faint towards one one hole and then you and then you the go towards another. Um, a, yeah. a good example of this is watching Le'Veon Bell when he was in the pros when he would get super slow and he would just wait for things to develop and then he would then, hit the hole really and then you go meet me and then go through the other hole <laughs> right and and Corum, and the reason i i mentioned this with Corum is that backs of his speed don't usually do it because it's hard to develop that and yeah. if you're if you're fast in high school you don't need to yeah um, you, you can just literally just go straight line and no one's going to catch you and and you can do that up until the pros i mean edwin baker uh who is who is Le'Veon bell's um Corum, i guess if, if Le'Veon Bell was the Hassan Haskins, um, Edwin Baker made it to the NFL on being a one cut guy, you know, like he was yeah. fast enough and it was fine. Yeah. Um, but if you have speed and patience, um, it's, it's, it's a, a potentially devastating combo. I, I don't know that, that Corum is going to be able to unleash it because despite what they've done so far, I don't think Michigan's offensive line is very good. Um, I, I I'm I'm not convinced. It's it's an ask again later. I mean, I like, the I, the thing the thing that they are doing well is that they're not they're not screwing up their assignments, and that's usually like a pretty good indicator of a good line. I, I don't well, know like about their strength. I have no I, clue. I, because I, like I, everyone they've gone up against is not good, except for those like those two Polynesian guys at Washington who were supposed to be really good. But well, they're then, they're space eaters. Like, like, yeah, they yeah. they were space eaters, and and Michigan was able to double them with impunity because the Washington safeties were playing twenty yards away. Right, like, right. But then also, like, is that going to work against the Big Ten? I, I think maybe. for most teams, yeah. Well, I think the, so. the thing is, is that like it, it's 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 all about like sort of we're we're at that point, and usually it's 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 after non conference season, but because of the weirdness of the Big Ten, Michigan State has a non conference game later, but. Right now is when you recalibrate expectations based on the games that you've seen and whatever going into the Big Ten. And coming into this year, we thought it was Ohio State 50, 50 feet of crap and then everybody else. Right. And now now is the question is like, is is Michigan is Michigan the best team in the Big Ten East? Is Penn State? Can can Michigan State make some noise? Is Indiana as bad as they look? 
Um, you know, is Rutgers good? They're not. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think the Big Ten East is, uh, it's it's more competitive than we thought. <laughs> right. It's and, a lot and, more competitive. And I, like, and I don't th- I don't think Ohio State is very good. Like, uh, and, and when I say very, I mean I don't think they are very good. It's not that I don't think they're good. I th- I don't think they are very good. And I think that the difference between Ohio State and everybody else in the Big Ten or the Big Ten East, uh, anyways, is not huge. Um, no, it's not. And 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 the you know the shine is off the 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 gray helmet or the silver helmet or whatever, um, because the the fact of the matter is is that if you if you can't humiliate the teams that you're playing and you can't stop Oregon from running on you, um, then a lot of the a lot of the the fear factor is gone. Um, I, I think it was I think it was who was it? I think it might have been Mike Vick. Um, he talked about playing against Florida State. And how it was hard in the national championship. And he said mm-hmm. it was hard because you weren't just playing the, the players you were playing. You were playing the helmet. And, like, it, it's, it's, it's hard not to, like, put, you know, for, I think what he said was, like, Deion Sanders on the other side. Well, <laughs> Braxton Miller isn't walking through that door. You know, Ezekiel Elliott isn't walking through that door. And, and the, you know, the defense isn't, isn't The defense is, is objectively bad. Yeah. So, so, you know, do I think that Ohio State is going to look this bad the whole year no i think that they're going to get better i think that they're going to improve they always do they'll play their best football the weekend after thanksgiving as is tradition um (laughs) because that's how that works um but but i don't i mean i think i think it's a question and so when i say that i'm I'm not sure about michigan's offensive line and i'm not sure that blake quorum can get there what i'm really saying is i don't know that they can do that for a big 10 championship contender if you're asking me where i thought they would be six weeks ago yeah, this is a phenomenal outcome. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, it is it is impressive. I like I had very very low expectations for this year, and the fact that like we're now thinking about, are could we contend? And sure, that's possible, entirely possible. Um, yeah, which was like not it was not part of the the thinking at all. I mean, the floor for this team now is is eight wins. Yeah, I think I think and that before- that's true. And before, and before, what did we say it was like six? <laughs> I think I think we said that the floor was four. Yeah, um, but yeah. The, like, but 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 the reasonable expectation was seven. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and now you're at the floor is Eight. seven. I, hmm. I would say the floor is still seven, but that's the floor. There, and, there and are not five losable. There are not flat five losable games left on the schedule. Um. Well, but 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 that's the point. Is that is is the big if the Big Ten East is as as horrific as it looks then it's it's possible that you could have like okay like you lose michigan state you lose ohio state you lose penn state you lose wisconsin uh, Wisconsin. that's four and then you drop a stupid one it happens sure so 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 i'm not i'm not saying i'm expecting so i used to I, i i was going into this year saying i think michigan is going to win seven games um now i think that something absolutely catastrophic would happen would have to happen for michigan to lose seven games or to win seven games I think yeah. that, that your your reasonable expectation from here on in is eight, uh, eight or nine probably. And for Michigan State, it was I am I am hoping for seven, and now I'm expecting seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's like and and because like going into this year again, like this is all about expectations. So I I I, I think that that's that's the question. But when you talk about expectations and you talk about not meeting those expectations, um. I think you need to talk about the fact that Florida State got humiliated by Wake Forest in <laughs> football. Um, and that's Wake Forest without Kenneth Walker. <laughs> okay, is... wait. Wait, so that was that was one funny loss. We have the UCLA loss. Oh, that was the... so funny. <laughs> that and was... we have Arizona getting blanked by Colorado. Is that <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Colorado got blanked by Minnesota. Right, Minnesota, right. Arizona lost to Northern Arizona, which confirms okay. Arizona yeah. as the third best team in the yeah. state of Arizona. Yeah. Okay, um, wait, so sorry, back up to Florida State, and then we'll just run yeah. through the hilarity. <laughs> I mean, and, and well, before we get to Florida State, we, we have to mention, like, we almost got, like, a whole bunch of funny stuff. Like, Alabama almost lost, which would have been great, but then Florida yeah. went with, like... Yeah, but that was a good game. It was a good game. Um, Oklahoma... Uh, was dealing with Nebraska late in that game, which is very weird. Um, we, we, we already talked about Ohio State. Um, 
you know, Clemson, Clemson had, had to get a goal line. <laughs> Clemson, <stop>. Clemson has <laughs> lost their offense. Yeah. Give um, me back my mojo. <laughs> I, you know, you know what? And that's sort of the funniest part about this NIL stuff because DJ, uh, um, got the biggest deal. He got the Dr. <laughs> yeah. Pepper spot and he's not great, Bob. Yeah. He's not good. <laughs> um, and it's and it's 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 interesting. So like you have these teams that are you know these top ten teams. Um, they're maybe not that great. Uh, I think, th- but but like like we all you know we had these like close calls, and then the only top twenty five teams to lose, I think, um, in upsets because Auburn lost to Penn State, um, were were Virginia Tech who 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 had to deal with West Virginia, which it happened, yeah, yeah. and and Miami who I don't think is is legitimately the, a top 25 team. Yeah, I mean, um, this, this early in the season, you can call it an upset, but like, is it? Oh, and UCLA, I don't know. but we'll talk about them. <laughs> um, so, but like, so Florida State, I think is really funny because um, you need to, you need to consider the fact that Florida State is, is not just bad for Florida State. You have to consider that they might not win a game this year. Because Isn't they there, lost. Wait, hang on, I'm gonna go to their schedule. <laughs> yeah, like they lost to their FCS game. They 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 already did that. How many FCS losses have happened this year so far? Uh, I can think of three or four. That's off the top of my head. I, it's it's usually like that because Kansas always loses to a, a Dakota, um, <laughs> and then like you know somebody will lose to 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 uh like James Madison or something like that. Okay, so Florida State, all of their games are losable in my mind, except UMass. And the fact that I'm thinking, like, is that losable is not good news. <laughs> yeah, so so they'll beat UMass probably. Um, speaking of, uh, Connecticut plays UMass this year, and I think that we should <laughs> we should tailgate that game because that is going to be so dumb. Um, but but so 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 talking about dumb, let's talk about Chip Kelly. So um, what happened to him? So what happened no, to no, him? Like in general, like did he, uh, he? We joke that Nick Saban has sold his soul to the devil multiple times, and that's fine. Did did Chip Kelly just get like did the, the devil just like give him a bad deal? And the <laughs> devil was like, "You get Oregon, and that's it." <laughs> I think I think the thing with Chip, like that. Look, that's eminently possible. Um, I, I don't know Chip's attorneys, um, but you know. <laughs> You got you got to make sure that, that that's ironclad, man. Um, <laughs> like and and like like if you sit down at the negotiation table with the devil, like he's got his lawyers. Like yeah, you know yeah. He's, he's got his folks who are like, hey man, I I know it's my it's my client. I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> um, but but if Chip Kelly, if Chip, Chip Kelly, Kelly went to hell and thought that Saddam Hussein was the devil, <laughs> <laughs> but like I think I think like the real thing with him is that like he had he made some huge huge strides in offense. And then stopped thinking. He's yeah. just like, like he, he, and so like everybody caught up to what he was doing. It reminds me actually of, of Rich, Rich Rod. Rod. It's the same, like, it's the same thing. It's like, you made this like massive, massive innovation, Yeah. but then you stopped innovating. And then, and, and at a certain point, if you stop innovating, you're, you're just, and you lose your advantage. Right. And then, and then it just becomes a question of like, okay, like, well, can you, can you out execute? And no, no, you no, can't. He can't. Yeah, uh, I, right. Like, it's the difference between, like, why is James Franklin routinely, like, a pretty good coach and a terrible game manager? We, we talk about this, too, is that, like, he's a good CEO. Yeah. He's not, he's not good with the tactics. He's just good at hiring people. Yeah. Um, and Chip but, Kelly, like, I, I would assume, doesn't let anyone touch his offense because he, he thinks of himself very highly because he had a lot of good success inventing this really sweet thing. And, and also... Also, he remember that he came from New Hampshire. Like he went straight from New Hampshire to OC at Oregon. At so Oregon, I think yeah. That, I think that he probably has like some measure of imposter complex. Yeah, probably. Um, so he he's he's you know, and all of these people are crazy. Um, yeah. But the good news for for Chip is that Chip, uh, in the next couple of weeks, as well as Oregon, um, they get a get right game. You know, and and every now and then you gotta you gotta have a get right game, and that get right game is the University of Arizona. Um, Don, Don Brown is having a bad time and it's very rare that you get to see someone like get, uh, I don't know that he got fired. He, he certainly got asked not to return. From, um, yeah. Yeah. From Michigan. I, yeah. He stepped down. Yeah. Whatever, however, however they, they, they organized it. 
Yeah. He, he, he was fired. And yeah. it's usually when, when a guy is fired, he, he, you know, he, he goes to the Nick Saban home to, for, for misfit toys or he yeah, goes yeah, and, for rehabilitation. Right. Yeah. He goes, he goes yeah. and becomes a, a position coach in the NFL. You still yeah. forget about them. He comes back. Then it's fine. It's, it's Lane Kiffin at Alabama. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like he goes, he, 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 he rehabs his image and then he comes back and he's funny and happy and good. Um, yeah. Don Brown didn't do that. Don Brown went directly to another P5 DC job. And he, he's not having a good time. No. Um, and, and you wonder why he would. And like, I know that Jed Fish is the coach there and, and they have a history, you know, Harbaugh tree, whatever. Sure. Um, but the fact it's of the matter probably is set up by Harbaugh. Probably. Um, but like, dude, your you, you, your whole thing is that you're Northeastern. Just go find an FCS team, be the DC, retire, go into the, the sunset. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. He's, I think he's a Yukon guy. How oh. funny would it have been if he went to Yukon? <laughs> I, I, you can't ask a man to do that. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much to ask. Oh, that would have been too funny. Oh my uh, god, they're they're I can't believe they haven't won a game. They're bad. Um, they I I looked this up actually. They haven't won a game against the Power Five uh, opponent. What what year do you think it is? What year? What year was the last year that UConn beat a Power Five opponent? Or no, no, sorry, not Ooh. Power Five. FBS. Uh. <laughs> yeah go- my mind is going back like five years <laughs> uh the answer is 2017 <laughs> they went basically basically the entire trump administration without beating a division one team <laughs> <laughs> do you know how hard that is <laughs> why do you exist who are you for special thank you to our guest angus for hopping on the podcast, becoming a pod racer and talking college football. And um, let me know, dear listeners, how you felt about the, uh, the, the monologuing on my part. Um, if people liked it, I'll continue to do it. If not, when I can't get guests, then we'll just skip over that segment for the week. Um, special thank you to our uh, sponsors, our advertisers, the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. Um, you can find Angus on Twitter at jburger90, and you can find uh, everybody on this podcast as well as myself, Asa, uh, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, we're always happy to interact with folks and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. So let us know what you're thinking, and we're, we're happy to respond. Um, we don't have an Instagram yet. We're working on it. We'll get that up and running shortly. Uh, but a special thank you to you, the listeners. Um, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So please make sure to like, subscribe, share, give us five stars, all that other fun stuff. Um, and we'd, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, all right. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.